0: world and welcome to the inside ride a top 20 training podcast my name is Kevin Brennan here soon with my co-host Tom Cody for episode 34 this is a simple message to educators this week Tom and I just talk about ways that you can hang on this is a, a fun exciting challenging time of year as as the school years winding down a lot of events and we just have some tips for you to bring your best self forward so Happy to share episode 34 with you. Thanks so much for being along for this week's ride.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Inside Ride. This is your top 20 pals, Tom Cody, and you are...
0: Kevin James Brennan. How you doing, Tom? Way
1: to go. Good. I'm I'm officially up to here, and I'm indicating high, if you're listening, in the road with winter. We've had enough. Minnesota... I know we chose to live here, and Kevin likes to snowboard, (laughs) but that's enough. I mean, it's April. It's April third as we record this, and my yard still looks like uh, the the North Pole. So,
0: yeah, yeah, no. And I'm I'm ready. As as pro winter as I am, I'm I'm definitely definitely ready for it to move on. I can't snowboard in the jagged ice sculpture of our terrain that we have in Minnesota with all the thaw freeze thaw freeze. I get my face cut off. So. Hey, so yeah, I'm week, I'm ready. A week
1: ago, I got to sit on the grass, actual grass in the outfield at Scottsdale uh, Minor League Park, uh, watching the Giants. It's last spring training game. It was grass, Kevin. I sat on grass.
0: I can't even imagine.
1: Got a stain on my shorts. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, grass stain. Victory. Anyway, victory.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Today's topic for all you educators out there. Uh, is hang on. You got eight weeks. Uh, we all know what the calendar looks like. Some of you are in spring break right now. Some of you got a little time off here with Easter holidays or however you celebrate your school year. You got a little time off coming or you just finished. But this is the stretch run. It's not an easy run. You're looking at uh, school testing, standardized testing probably in a week or so. Then you got uh, all kinds of celebrations coming up. You got senior class this, senior class that. Middle school kids are graduating to become ninth graders. Elementary school kids are excited because they're going from sixth grade up to the middle school. There's a lot of little rituals, uh, concerts. Uh, what am I forgetting? Grad parties, Kevin. You got like graduation stuff and.
0: Oh yeah, anyone? Anyone working? Or teaching or having anyone near senior year is is in the mix of it because we're into April and April leads to May, which leads to the final choir concert, the final production of blankety blank. Ooh, it's the final senior breakfast. It's the you know, and everyone's like, can't even think about teaching because they're thinking about the new schedule, the change in the schedule, and and trying to focus on what's important. So this is Any a.
1: And even sixth grade has field trip day. And oh, yeah. there's always, there's tons of wonderful experiences, but they're really interruptions sure. to schedule. I mean, there's t- it's all special schedule when you get to May. And so I think it's important to take a couple minutes today and Kevin and I are going to try to talk to you about what can you do to kind of hang on through all this and, mm-hmm. and eventually get to June 5th or whenever you're done and get yourself refreshed refueled refocused over the summer but this is a tough stretch once we get through spring break this becomes a tough stretch mm-hmm. uh, let's go
0: well, ahead well what i was going to ask you is is you're like going back to your days in the classroom and not that anything has changed now but you're hyper aware of your schedule you 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 You've got a big old visual, so you see what's coming. Does that help you calm the storm of the constant curveball schedule changes? With when you're in the classroom and you're trying to trying to balance keeping sanity and doing what you're supposed to do for work, but also making the most for kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know me, I'm schedule guy. I mean, I I plot out at this time of year, I would sit down, but not everybody's nobody's like me, but. <laughs> I would just kind of plot out what do I got left? What do I want to accomplish? This is a good time to take out the big 30,000-foot view Yeah, of what I got left rather than just trying to get through this week. Uh, my big thing was I wanted to just designate a lot of time for review. I was a big review contest guy in draft teams, and I got a, the whole thing we did. But sure, I would, I would work backwards. I wanted to finish with this activity, and then what can I get in before that? And so on so planning helps but some of you are not big planners so you're more like eh, i'll just see what i feel mm-hmm. like next week. I, I get it whatever works for you i would take a few minutes and just kind of dream about these last seven eight weeks whatever you got left mm-hmm. but i, I want to get to this testing first I, state testing uh standardized testing uh, uh competency uh your school's uh funding depends on how many kids blah 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 that's a real pressure cooker, I know, for all of you. Um, it exists in several states. If you're listening from Minnesota, I know that those are coming up. Um, the MCAs, it's mm-hmm. just a lot of pressure. It's a lot of – it messes with your schedule. It messes with – I think it messes with students. Big time. I think the stress level goes, you know, up, up, up. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an important one. To, that's, a, that's kind of the next hurdle is you're trying to teach – Whatever math or science or English, and you're real also dealing with these these tests. And I know it's not paper pencil so much anymore, right, Kevin? It's probably everybody's on their little iPad or whatever. Yeah, but it's a stressful situation for teachers because they're they're kind of high stakes, you know. And I, I don't think you've if you've heard us speak, you know, we're not thrilled about having to go through this, but it, it's a, it's a necessary thing you're doing. You know,
0: It's part of the game.
1: Um, like uh, baseball, you pick. can't
0: shift, right? Look at me throwing, I mean, yeah. throwing do you do a little it. baseball.
1: Oh no, you can't, you get a pitch clock.
0: It's part of the but deal. The,
1: uh, the clocks on these kids and these kind of stressful things. I, I would just encourage teachers during this kind of stressful uh, standardized testing. I, w- I would make sure you spend a few minutes with your students and talk about Yeah, you're going to get a score, and the score is not you. You are more than a test score. You are whatever your learning style is, whatever, and you're going to get X, Y, and Z scores out of these English, math, whatever sections you have to do. But that score is important data. It helps us really learn how to teach you. But if you're going to get tied into the fact that you are a score we're going to have some problems, especially the 99 kids. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you think, well, I must be really important guy. I'm like a thousand percent, whatever. That, that doesn't make you great.
0: I have maybe. more value than you.
1: Yeah. That's a really not good thing. Right. So just spend a few minutes, teachers, I hope, these next couple of weeks as this comes, and maybe just sit your group down and say, look, we want you to do your best. It helps our school. It helps us teach you. But let's not get tied into uh, your personal worth.
0: Definitely, and I think I think if you do that, if you have that conversation, well, that's a big big gift. But the other conversation you can also have is is look, on the heels of your more than a score, on the heels of blah 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 blah. It's also these results are not public. So when you walk up to a kid and say, Hey, what'd you get in English, or what'd you get on the score, or, what's your number, or, where's your median average, you know. Why don't you just try to balance or try to implement some self control kids and not ask you know don't put people on the spot? I remember as an English teacher, I had to do that all the time different contexts about the ending of books. I'm like, dude just don't ask the kid about the ending. Don't pry into this stuff because it's going to create a moment of of discomfort or or letting the air out of the balloon but That was always big for me when I was a classroom teacher, when it was time to hand back anything, quizzes, tests, et cetera. um, I wanted to protect those kids in all all ways that I could. And some kids just shell up when they start having to share their scores. I don't care if it's good or bad in terms of high or low. So I'd have that conversation as well. Keep your mouth shut. Now, I know that's not going to work. For no, all.
1: frankly, I don't even know if the kids know their their competencies or did you re- did you receive a seven out of when ten they, competencies? When they get
0: the letter at, at home, mom and dad sees where their kid stands according wow. to the national average to the state average to whatever, depending on the test. Anyway, so
1: that's stress that's stressor number one. Try to hang on through that piece. Then, like I say, the, the next thing you got to hurdle, I think, and Kevin, you've experienced this. Once you get into April, you're kind of ran out, you've kind of run out of easy stuff in your curriculum. You're getting into the hyperbolas and ellipses of pre-calc. You're getting into the difficult reading in a lit class. You're getting into, I mean, you you look at your science your chemistry class and you got some tough stuff left. We're gonna go covalent bonding, Kevin. Whoa. And again, as the bond? as the weather turns, it gets harder and harder because now you might get a nice day or two coming up here if you live anywhere with decent weather. And then it gets even harder because you're now balancing the tougher curriculum with kids that are seven and a half months into the school year, tired of this. And suddenly it's beautiful outside, and you got track season, softball season, you got people hanging out after school. It, you, you, You got a tough, uh, you got tough competition is what I'm saying. So I think it's important that you keep, uh, keep that, just keep it in focus. Uh, You know, keep balancing, you know, how hard do I really want to push here? Yeah. I'm not not anti rigor I I think you got to get through this stuff, but I think it's just a mindset for teachers is how can I balance rigor with, come on, it's May 1st. Mm Mm-hmm it's you know it's 70 degrees outside
0: well again you're not teaching robots and you're not working with um cardboard boxes you're working with human beings so so when we talk about invitations meaning meaning conditions that come up in our life that invite us to go to our least effective self below the line we talk about we have a choice of what we're going to do when the invitation comes and i sometimes like to use the language of we got to stop being shocked by the invitations that come with our territory so When you're the classroom teacher or you're the paraprofessional or you're admin and you're seeing kids go bonkers because you you have, you know, warm weather and all the things Tom just mentioned, it just helps ground your reaction when you're like, okay, I understand they're squirrely. I understand why they're perhaps behaving this way so that you can then deal with those moments more effectively instead of just freaking out. Because you could justify freaking out because the kid wasn't paying attention, and now you're repeating yourself for the seventeenth time. Well, ineffective. You know,
1: let's go there for a sec because April and April, May, whatever, the end of the year. I think you tend to get well. First of all, you're on your last nerve. That's what my mom used to call it. You're on your last nerve as teachers. Now you're you're been hanging on, and you're you're fried. You're overwhelmed. I don't know whatever words you want to use. Stressed. Uh, you've been doing this seven months and it's like this one kid is on you, you know, and sometimes these kids will lash out, speak out. You might get a behavioral thing and it really trips your wire because you've about had it with this student, you know, uh, a couple thoughts on that as far as hanging on this time of year. One, don't forget human development, human development, human development. It, it, it's not about the kid arguing about three points or the kid pushed another kid or the kid you're going to have some behavioral stuff uh remember there's a difference between effective and efficient see the old tom move was goodbye kevin out of here see you later go down the office see the principal
0: yep
1: that is efficient sure get rid of the kid it's april i'm tired of you and i'm frustrated i get it that's efficient it's just not effective And so what that does is it gets the kid maybe into a better relationship with the assistant principal or the Dean, but then they come back the next day. That's the problem is when you throw them out or you tell them they got detention or whatever, they're coming back. And so what are the reparations? What's, what are you, what are you doing to repair the relationship? And that takes a few minutes after school, but I think it's really interesting how, how teachers, uh, Just don't realize that that little couple minutes with a kid and Kevin, you used to walk kids around the building, Mm -hmm. their little version of detention Yeah, that took time for you. Definitely. And especially in April, do you really want to be doing that after school?
0: Right. Right. But but, let me, let me go there. Should I go there real quick?
1: But it was effective. I watched you do it. It was effective. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what Tom's alluded to is it wasn't efficient. no. No, no, no! But it was highly effective. And long story super short is I used to create instead of instead of when a kid was tardy three times, I'm supposed to give them a detention, or if they acted out and did these certain behaviors, I'm supposed to give them a detention. Well, I created a D Brench. My last name's Brennan. Brennan detention. And long and short is that I would have them, you know, pick up trash outside my classroom and on in this in this uh, hallway, and I would walk with them, you know. And we would just talk, and we would kind of shoot the breeze. Inevitably, the conversation would shift to what what landed them in this trash picking up moment, um, and and then we would get to kind of a little bit of a goal by the end of it, you know. And the trash was irrelevant. I mean, it's teeny slips of paper that that you see at the end of a school day. It, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't wasn't a challenging task, but the benefit was the chat. And I'm telling you, kid did that once, and we just got to a different level in our student-teacher relationship that the behavior minimized itself, you know? But you're right, Tom. Efficient? No. No, no. But it also didn't, it also, let's be honest, it didn't take me seven hours to do that. I and, carved and out I, carved out seven minutes.
1: And Let's say your buddy is named, uh, What's her name? Juliet is the girl you're walking around with. And you suddenly, you think, well, that cost me uh, 26 minutes of my life, or 26 minutes I didn't have to spend, or I could have been corrected papers. But what's the gain? What's the gain? And I don't just mean for Juliet. I mean, for you. I mean, you don't don't have to deal with her on that other level. Now, maybe she comes back the next day and she's tardy. again. I don't know what her deal is. But... When you invest time, there's a payback, and that's easy to say at seventy-one years old. Yeah, I've been out of school for nine years. I, but I'm seeing it from the, from the back end of my life. There's a ton of payback. Oh yeah, you get out of these investments. And again, if you're a young teacher like I don't have time. I don't. I don't get it. I don't believe you, Tom. Well, try it. Try investing some time into some of these kids. Maybe make it a point in this next three weeks to check in with three, four kids that you haven't really checked in with. And they're they're maybe not the biggest problem kid. They're not the brightest kid. They're not the highest scores. Just pick a few in the middle, check in with them. I think it'll get you rejuvenated a little bit for this big push too.
0: And for you out there that don't know how to check in with kids, <laughs> and that's okay. That Maybe not your strong suit. Your strong suit may be iambic pentameter. Um, but, but the point is... The easiest in is, is don't walk up to him and say, hey, I just want to check in. How are you? No, look at them. What, I don't know if they have a concert T-shirt on. Ask them about the show. If if they have a cool button on their backpack, say, w- I didn't even know buttons were still popular. Tell me about that. What's that button mean? And oh, hey.
1: And if the kid's wearing a Gretzky jersey, there's a possibility he's interested in hockey. I mean, <laughs> Like you got to make some leaps here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they and it's totally, big. and it's totally cool. In fact, it's almost more fun to, to, to shut down your, your nerves about hockey. If you know nothing about hockey, that's the coolest thing. Now you put the power into the kid. Hey, Hey, I know nothing about the NHL. When did Gretzky play? I, I obviously he was good. Tell me, tell me, tell me. And the kid has more knowledge than they than you can imagine about it, and that's a great in. So, it doesn't take much folks, but Tom is exactly right that little investment of time creates more space for you in the classroom for your content curriculum and human development. Period.
1: Here's another here's another tip. I just got off a of Zoom with a middle school principal who said, "Help me with and he described a couple of discipline situations. His teachers are struggling because they're tired. They're ma- they're frustrated, you know. And I said, well, tell me this. Do you have any that go from the ground up? And how about the ones that start from the head down? And I mm-hmm. explained it to him. I go, one, I see Kevin coming down the hall. I'm frustrated because Kevin doesn't have socks on or whatever the rules are at school. I go, hey, you, socks, 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 Kevin. Is your name Kevin or Ken? Oh, what
0: am I, socks now?
1: Sucks. Sucks. Ken, are you Ken? Hmm. Oh Kevin. See, so I start with behavior and I work my way up to the human. That doesn't work. I, I've seen administrators who work that way. I've seen teachers who work that way. They start, mm-hmm. they go behavior first, kid second. Human doing before human being. That always gets you. The kid gets the defenses up. You got the Star Trek shield up. That's bad. Now what if I go the other way? Kevin, what's going on? Soccer game yesterday, huh? Yes, indeed. Lost four zero to Eastview, really? But Come it's on. Eastview. It's East yeah, Eastview, yeah, I know. They're hey, lightning. You know what? Hey, love it, love it, love it. Hey, you know what? The socks deal. I've asked you like four times about the uh, socks. yeah, now, yeah, yeah. This isn't working for me. Let's let's chat later about this. Now, notice if you start with Kevin, human being first, then the doing and the behavior. I think you got a better chance. Now it's it's is that more work? Is it more effective? Yeah, probably, you know. But if you start with the human and then work your way to the behavior, that I'd say it's favorite.
0: gonna be less work, man. Cause you start with the this is what you did wrong. Anytime I start that way with my own children, it's like here we go. The rodeo.
1: Now the big disclaimer of this whole podcast comes right here. Tom and Kevin, you're making it sound, especially you, Tom, you're making it sound like this is easy, and you got all the answers, and you're this guru of education. No, I'm just telling you all the times I messed up, and I'm I'm out of the door now. I'm not doing your job anymore. I think your job right now is the hardest it's ever been in mm-hmm. history of education. Uh, the last three years after the virus hit, I mean... It, there's tons of like scrutiny. You can't say this. You can't say that. You can't say anything funny to anybody. This is a really hard time to be a teacher. And, uh, I don't dismiss that. In fact, I love you. If you're listening you're an educator, I love you for it. I love that you're hanging in there. Mm -hmm. You try to hang on this last eight weeks. And then you're going to come back next September and you're going to do it again because you're a teacher and Mm -hmm. you, you get kids and you care. And I, we we only do these podcasts to support you we're mm-hmm. not pointing fingers or saying you're doing this wrong mm-hmm. but by the way you're probably doing some stuff wrong because you're making ten thousand darn decisions a day yep and and you're not gonna bat a thousand percent every time no right so yeah
0: that's wild I, there was something on social media the other day twitter or something but it was someone was filming a teacher uh for like 45 seconds, and they were highlighting how many mini decisions they made and how many times they were turning and swiveling and answering this question, checking in with this kid, taking the pencil from that kid, telling someone they can go to the bathroom. It's wild. It's wild. And and if to so people see, folks that have never taught, not no shame, nothing against you, but you have no idea what it's like to run the show with 30 of them staring at you. <laughs> you know?
1: It's- One time, my friend, and, and if you've never met Michael Cole, he's he's the reason we're uh, he's the reason we're on here today. He got me started in all this social emotional stuff. But I remember the first time he came in into my classroom in 1998, he had to leave after like a minute forty. Like it was just like he was like, my God, he says it's like you're the mother eagle, and like there's 400 little eaglets trying to get a worm from you for food, and they're all talking at once. And you're up there trying to coordinate this circus, but I've had different people come in to just drop off something for me, and they're like, "Is it always this chaotic? (laughs) This was a good day." (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right, Kevin. It's it's not for the faint of heart. The jobs you're doing, educators.
0: No, 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 and that and again, that's without major chaos emergency moments you know that's just kind of normal stuff <laughs> and i'm you know what big massive massive thank you and shout out to k123 teachers <laughs> cuz i had the the gift of going to work with kindergartners first graders second graders third graders in southern minnesota the other day now these kids were unbelievable they were fantastic but it took a whole different level of energy to for me and i'm a, i'm used to high school or knucklehead middle school. So massive, massive props. I was so tired afterwards, but wow, were they cute.
1: And, and one more thing to add to the stress, and, and it, it's uncomfortable even bring it up, but everywhere I go, Tom, you're on at 10 o'clock with the faculty, but at eight 30 that day, just a heads up, we're doing the live shooter drill. We
0: hmm. have the
1: cops here and a and PSO and, and, and it's like, Oof-da. Just one more thing that you have to think about as a teacher, and, and there's no reason that you would have to consider this ever until these days. And now you, you throw that added stressor in, and it's like your heroes, heroines to me. And, and and I know you may be like, well, yeah, so what? I'd rather have a raise. I get it. Yep. Just know there's a couple folks up here in Saint Paul, Minnesota. We care about you. We're going to keep grinding out this content. And if it's valuable to you, keep listening. If it's yep. not, if it's not, you know, find a fantasy football contest.
0: Yep. And one more reminder: why you know, Tom's talk about hanging in there, talking about all these little, you know, how we can weather the storm of these little curveballs. Remember the why. So I'm a dad. I have four kids. This is the first year I've had a student or a kid, my daughter, in college. And when I think about why she is successful in college and able to handle her schedule and able to handle her coursework and the extra stuff she has, it's because of the many, many years she had with all these educators up to this point. You know what I mean? It's literally a result of the work teachers put in. And I'm not dismissing the stuff my wife and I put in all that, but but think about how much time kids spend in school and and you do that so that they're ready for the next thing and for my daughter it happened to be school for others it's the workforce for others it's the armed forces whatever it may be but but what you do is is it matters and it comes to life the minute they leave so massive thanks and just just reminder with these days coming with the sunshine coming with kids counting down to the end of school day hang in there be your best self they need your best self more than ever
1: yep And uh, again, if you find these valuable, please share this with a friend who's in the education world. Uh, Maybe, (laughs) excuse me, forward the link to other people on your staff.
0: Hey, Uh, you know what? Hit subscribe. Just hit subscribe. We, Tom and I, and he'll probably joke about this, we don't really have a schedule for these. So if you're not subscribing, (laughs) you won't know when they pop up because it's not every Tuesday it's here and there. So we don't inundate you. uh, So just hit subscribe. So we're there waiting for a nice smiley couple golden voices for you.
1: All right. Hey, hang in there. We love you. And uh, we want you to finish strong and your kids need it, deserve it and do what you can for kids and their human development. Until next time, this is
0: Tom signing off. Indeed. Take care all. All right, episode 34, done deal. Thanks so much for listening. Please pass this on to your friends. Please hit subscribe. All that is helpful for us. And uh, let us know if you need anything. We're Top 20 Training. We're here for you, www.top20training.com. If you're interested at all in having speakers come to your school to work directly with your faculty and staff, your coaches, your parents, or your students, we're an email or a phone call away, 651-308-4876 or info. At top20training.com. And the two zero is numerical. Hey, have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great whatever's going on. All the best. Thanks so much for being along for this week's ride.